0: We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-2124. CBS is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. You got to get all my college and uh, pro football snags. They're up. They're posted. They're ranked. uh, Top 10 in college. Top six in pros. Already hit the Chiefs tonight to win on the money line and minus three in Denver. And both of those covered. Go get my football snags. Plus, you get baseball, hockey, boxing, MMA, basketball next week with the NBA starting up. PharrellOnTheBench.com rules. Big changes coming to the site in November. You're going to love it. More choices for you and better deals. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. All right. So I'm watching the shootout. It's pretty good. Ottawa and uh, Vegas are two all in the shootout. Vegas had to score right there or they would have lost, and they got the backhander goal. And uh, tied it up. So, this is a a really good game. Now, Kachuk's going to go for uh, Ottawa against Fleury. They had a chance to win the game. And now they miss. Kachuk misses. Now, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have a chance to win it. So, I was looking at the games tonight. Jimmy Bucket's had 23, 6 and 6, and the Heat win over the Magic. He's going to fit in there like a glove. The Bulls beat the Hawks one eleven ninety three. How about Kobe White, the rookie, twenty nine points, six boards, and a block shot? He's got that sweet do. He looks like Artis Gilmore rocking that do. Vegas wins it in the shootout. I think Marcia So had the winner. Great game by Ottawa, though they blew it. They had the game. Uh, Nilsson blew it. They, they had that game one, and then you give up the, the goal. Marcia Show had the winner. Uh, Bucks 118, 96 over the T-Wolves. Giannis had 26, 14, and two dimes. Nuggets by six over the Blazers. Will Barton had 13, 8, and 4. And then Mavs, 102, 87 over the Clippers. And... Porzingis at eighteen thirteen and a dime for the Mavs. I was telling you last night, I'm uh, I'm on that Mavs team with Porzingis and and uh, uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, I just think they're going to be a blast to watch play. I really do. Those two are uh, very talented, very gifted, and I got to tell you, I think Porzingis looks great. I hope his health stands up. Uh, you know, he missed a year, whatever it is. And I just think, you know, when he was with the Knicks, he was a toothpick. And uh, I thought he was afraid of any kind of contact at all. He wanted no part of the paint. He was just a, you know, really a shot blocker and a three-point shooter. The guy jacks threes like nobody's business. And he swats shots. But now he just looks so ripped. And, like, he gained 20 pounds of muscle at least uh, is what I see on his body. He doesn't even look like the same guy. He looks like a full, you know, grown man now as opposed to that soaking wet skinny kid he looked like literally a a telephone pole before he was it was embarrassing and and that's what the Knicks got out of him is you know his first few years in the league were uh, you know he looked like he weighed a buck 85 soaking wet so now he looks just absolutely fantastic and if his body holds up you know after missing a year I just think uh, great things are going to happen for him I really do and he looked really good the last few games I've been watching him play in the preseason I know it doesn't count but uh, he's really looked phenomenal and he did it again tonight eight five five two one two four CBS is the number to get on the bench uh the NYPD uh, officer here's the story uh of what happened at the Yankee game tonight apparently uh, he was in the Astros bullpen and uh he pointed at a fan in the in the left field bleachers and the cops said get him out Immediately, another cop grabbed him and took the guy uh, up the bleacher steps and out of the stadium. Fans at Yankee Stadium were taunting Zach Greinke during his warm-up before he faced the Yankees tonight in the ALCS. Uh, The ugly scene came after the Astros. A.J. Hinch and Josh Reddick complained about the fans throwing trash at players uh, after Game 3. Chance digging at Grinke's battles with social anxiety disorder and depression rained down on the 35-year-old right-hander as he uh, warmed up. Fans leaned over the barrier between the stands of the bullpen and shouted insults about his mother, too. They also chanted Donald, his first name. Two cops were stationed inside their bullpen, they, their backs to the wall as they looked toward the bleachers. Another three, un, uh, you know, they weren't dressed. They were, uh, I guess, oh, I guess they were uh, in full cop gear, were dispersed throughout the bleachers. Um, one of the officers stationed inside a bullpen pointed to a fellow cop at bleachers, uh, first one to mouth off, get him out. Um, one officer pulled a fan aside, told him they would eject any fans that cursed at Grinky. At one point... The bullpen catcher stood and watched a fan who hurled insults at him. The catcher then walked toward the cops in a dugout and smiled while watching the fan. The Astros were concerned about the safety of their players. And then uh, 45 minutes after the first pitch, the main center field scoreboard uh, displayed a message warning fans they'd be arrested for throwing things onto the field. That didn't stop them. I guess in the ninth inning, they were doing it again. Carver Hyde throwing bottles.
1: Yes, I did hear that.
0: And, it just uh, sucks, because,
1: um, you know, it's bad enough what's gone on, you know, tonight, really. The, tonight's when the, the wheels really came off for them in terms of this series.
0: How much of a loser do you have to be, though, to, like, uh, seriously, A, throw bottles onto the field, and then, B, how much of a loser are you to make fun of some guy's battles with uh, depression? And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. You've got to be a complete lowlife life. Right, like You have to just be the absolute scourge of the earth to go to a Yankee championship series. And that's what you're going to spend your night doing? Shouting obscenities at some pitcher warming up in the bullpen? How pathetic are you? I mean, honestly, you're a loser. And all of those fans that did that, whoever did it, you're all losers. I mean, you're just an absolute disgrace. And you're the lowest form of scum on the earth. They really are. I mean, honestly... It's so embarrassing, too, and you got to admit it gives them all a bad name. It gives the Yankees, the, you it, know,
1: one hundred percent does because you know the the label that's on the Yankee fan is that they're uh, you know they're a nasty fan base, and it's unfortunately for a couple of idiots like this that make it that way. I um, will say, and I there think... are, and as we always say, there are moron fans <sighs> in every single fan base in every single sport throughout this country. It doesn't matter if it's NFL, NBA, MLB, You're NHL. Right. Every fan base has morons that go to their games. And, you know, Yankee playoff games, it gets uh, accentuated a little bit more.
0: I think, uh, I, I, but, you know, fair enough. I, I think that it's a disgrace what happened. But I also, think, no, I, agree. I also think Hinch is a wuss. Like, he's a little narc. Why don't you go manage your team and quit being a B bee? And, you know, go go and have a beer tonight and shut up. Is he going to do some more interviews about it and tell everybody how the world should be in New York? He's not man enough to live here, okay? He really isn't. I mean, what a narc. I mean, honestly, dude. Go cry to your mommy. You win the game and then you still cry? What, do you need the popo to help you? You scared? What's the matter? You going to blame everyone and, and sit and do interviews after the game and talk bad about fans? Uh, I get it. You're Because you're a wussy that's all there is to it. Like I I the whole thing with him the other night, I thought it was so kind of narky, right? You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, here we go." With the guy crying about the fans. And then uh and then how about the whole uh, tipping pitches? What was that about? Whistling or something?
1: Yeah, well, this has been going on with the Astros for a while now. Um there's a you know the So everyone feeling, thinks they cheat. There's a feeling around the league that the Astros are really good at um, cheating, cheating. So, um, you know, I think the Yankees belly ached about it a little bit and I'm tired of the Yankees belly aching about it. I'm tired of the Yankees and everybody else belly aching about it too. The Sox did it last year. The Sox ended up beating them in that series. Um, it, it is what it is. Just go play. I'm sick of it. Uh, just hit the ball. How about that? I,
0: it doesn't matter. They're done. Oh, they're, they're finished. They're oh, done. No question. They, they they use toothpicks for bats. So uh,
1: yeah. And um you know, just make it uh you know, it'll be quick and painless tomorrow night. They won't put up much fight.
0: I don't think so. Joel in California, you're on C B S Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, Pharrell? How are you doing today? Hey man. Hey, uh thank you for letting me in on the bench so I can worship at the altar of the almighty gracious gods of Green Bay. They are the greatest team ever. Next to Tom Brady, of course. Yeah. No one's even uh close to that kind of realm. Oh my gosh. Hey, um, I want to say I'm, I'm pretty stoked on a Shanahan out here for the Niners in the sense that he's been pretty level-headed. I've been telling my friends up all the way up, like, we haven't won anything. You know, everybody's like, oh, God, we're all undefeated. And we haven't even played anybody until we played the Rams. I'm like, until we play in league, it doesn't really even matter. I mean, it's great. You know, undefeated, nice record. But until you really get in your division, I mean, that's what really matters. So, you know, and he's been saying kind of the same thing in all his press conferences as we've gone forward. And uh, I just, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty decent coach. I'm, yeah, I don't, uh, listen, uh, just so you are, are clear how I think about these kinds of uh, things. I, I, look, you're 5-0. and oh, And, you know, people say they haven't played anybody, but, you know, then they, you know, they just beat the Rams. So uh, all I have to say is this, is that, you know— I firmly believe that every game you play, essentially, in the NFL, no matter what it is, no matter who it is, no matter where it is, is hard. It is no joke. Uh, I do not believe in uh, – I'm not one to follow this whole, oh, their schedule so easy. Every game is brutal. How about the, the Redskins last week? They're up 17-3. Get, they're lining up for a 40-yard field goal. The guy misses wide, right? Next thing you know, the Dolphins are going for two to win the game. So the Dolphins are the worst team in the league, right? A lot of people think they are tank for two, all this other stuff. Meanwhile, they're like, you know, playing to win the game. They were literally on a two-point conversion going to win the game. So the worst team in the league is still in the game. They were down 17-3. They should have been blown out. Instead, it's the greatest game in the history of the world. So my point is this. It's like saying your team, the uh, the Bills. We always hear the Bills don't play anybody. They beat the, the the Jets and Giants, but they won both games on the road in New York. And so everybody acts like that's just a walk in the park. Every game, every single game, in my opinion, in the NFL, you have no idea what's going to happen. No one can ever say emphatically that a game is going to be decided, oh, this is a piece of cake. This game's in the bag. No one, I didn't even think literally that tonight would be 30 to 6. I didn't. I mean, uh, the quarterback goes out, right? But they were up 20 to 6 at the time. So you think, you know, you would think when he goes down that Denver would seize the opportunity and get back in the game. Instead, Moore came in, threw the bomb to Hill, the game was over. They got a field goal late. You never know what's going to happen. Everybody thinks they got the answer to every NFL game. Everybody thinks they know who's going to win every NFL game. And then at the end of the day, everybody's broke. Because here's what happens. It's, it's, uh, you cannot figure it out. It is undeniably the hardest uh, sport to bet on in the world. If you ask me, there's no harder sport to bet on in the world than uh, the NFL. What, what's harder? Tell me what's harder. Maybe Premier League, I don't know. I don't care enough about it to to actually understand how hard it is to win a bet in the Premier League. I mean, because they, a lot of people bet draws and stuff. So I guess that's a little bit harder. But I think betting in the NFL is the most brutal thing in the world to bet because you have no clue what you're talking about. Most people have no clue what they're talking about. They think they know everything. Oh, our schedule's a piece of cake. We got the easiest schedule. This is going to be, we're going to win 11 games. It's automatic. Or how about at the beginning of the year when everybody goes through their schedule and, and rattles off all the wins that they're going to have? No one has a forellen clue what they're going to do in the NFL uh, year to year. They have no clue because every game is brutal. So you're talking about, oh, the Niners haven't played anybody yet. Here's what I know. They're 5-0. and You know, kiss off. Okay, that's it. They've won every game. What are they? Uh, are you going to cry about who you play? Are going to cry about your schedule? You go play the games, and either win or you don't.
1: Yeah, and if you're so worried about who they've played and things like that, don't worry because they've got some tests coming up. So if you're very worried about who they've played, um, they still got to play Seattle twice this year. They've got the Panthers next week, who have played a lot better. Rams the last again, weeks. Saints, the Ravens. Packers, Ravens, Saints. They've got some teams that they're going to be playing in the second half. So. If you're all worried about the style points for the 49ers... Yeah, they're not going undefeated. They're, no, they're not going undefeated. they've right. got tougher games. Yeah,
0: 855 2124
1: You're listening to Pharrell on the bench.
0: So the Raiders uh, receiver Terrell Williams didn't practice this week due to a foot injury. He's got plantar fasciitis, as I've had. It's the worst. It's brutal. I mean, to tell you, the pain. Oh, man. Don't mess with that plantar fascia. It's no joke. The Bucs are not interested in dealing O.J. Howard, the tight end. I got to tell you, uh, I wouldn't trade him either. I, I don't understand. What is the problem? How do they not incorporate that big guy into their uh, offenses beyond me? You got Evans and that guy. How do you not use him? No wonder they suck. I mean, honestly. I, mean, I, I just, I, how does Bruce Arians sleep at night knowing you have a guy that good and you don't throw it to him? What is the deal? Do, do, do they think he sucks or something?
1: Maybe he does. No, maybe he thinks he does.
0: Oh, yeah, because that guy doesn't suck. Oh, he could ball. The Dolphins have had trade conversations with teams centered around Kenyon Drake. Would you trade him for a ham sandwich?
1: Why not? They've traded everybody else. Is there anybody untouchable on that team?
0: No. Josh Allen pops up on the injury report with a hand injury. What is the status of his hand injury, and will they cover the 17? He's
1: fine. He practiced today. There's nothing wrong with him. Are you worried about
0: that big, giant point spread?
1: I mean, me personally, I'm not worried about the big, giant point spread. I don't care. But, um, look, I just don't see the Dolphins scoring many points on Sunday. I'll just put it that way. Like, you know, any points Is your same uh,
0: non-betting on your teams applicable to the Yankees, too? You don't bet on them either?
1: I'll make a series bet on them. I'll do a serious but you, but you wouldn't
0: bet on him game to like game? on an
1: individual night like tonight? No, I wouldn't. But not. you never
0: bet on the Bills?
1: Oh, never. Never.
0: Drew Brees is back to working with an NFL ball in his thumb <laughs> rehab. Very exciting news down in New Orleans. As they've won every game since he's been out, right? Haven't they won every single game? Bill Belichick on Demarius Thomas. I was truthful with him, but things change. Uh, I felt like I was always truthful with him, but things changed, and therefore what I said was not the same as what it was, what I had said previously. It is what it is. And Thomas said the Patriots shipped him out like he was a rookie.
1: Like, did you ever see a story about a guy who just doesn't matter anymore? It doesn't even
0: matter, but he's getting, like, like, attention. Like, like, has he
1: caught a ball for the Jets? Like, has he played? Like, honestly, has Demarius Thomas done anything for the Jets? No. No, the trade was useless. All right, so what's – who cares? Like, He feels like he was treated like a rookie. What's the difference? You don't play anyway, dude.
0: The Jets got Sam Darnold back in the lineup last week and beat the Cowboys. Now they appear to be drawing closer to getting linebacker C.J. Mosley back as well. Didn't all their problems start, Mafia, when Mosley got injured?
1: It did when he got injured in the Bills game. I mean, they are kicking ass in that game, and then once he went out, the Bills started running, doing whatever they wanted, and uh, the defensive struggles have continued. But they're getting it done enough. They got pressure last week, so hopefully him coming against the Patriots will let them get that pressure again and get some sacks on Tom Brady.
0: In 2017, uh, when NFL viewership in TV declined for the second consecutive year, some saw it as a sign the sport of football was in decline. That has not held true. Viewership increased during the 2018 season and has increased again uh, this year with the average NFL game now reaching 16 million viewers. I think we talked about that uh, this week already, that they've been getting these great audiences. Over the last few years, the NFL led the most-watched non-NFL primetime shows by less than 2 million viewers. This year, the gap between NFL and most-watched non-NFL primetime shows is more than 4 million viewers. Bottom line is, people watch football. That's it. I don't think they care as much about college football as they do pro football, but I love watching college football on Saturdays. I can't get enough of it. So my weekend consists of playing basketball... And watching college and pro football. I don't like, I mean, I watch them all. I watch every game. So it's not like I sit there and say, oh, Sundays are all I care about. I care about Saturdays, too. I like those big primetime Saturday night college football games as well. I really do. So uh, what's the story with Devin Singletary's hammy? Is he good to go?
1: Yeah, he hasn't played since the Giant game, but they say he's getting better and Full participant today. I'm just
0: looking at some of these injuries. Wide receiver Josh Gordon didn't practice this week, earlier in the week, after injuring his knee in the Thursday win over the Giants. And uh, we told you about CJ Mosley. Wide receiver Marquise Brown didn't practice Wednesday because of an ankle injury after he missed the first game of the season in uh, week six. He's day to day going into the Seattle game. AJ Green has been out since he suffered an ankle injury during the first practice of the preseason. He's making progress. Might not be able to be back until next week. Baker Mayfield nursing a hip injury. He didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday. But there's no doubt he'll be ready to play October 27th at the Patriots when they'll get beat. That'll be that. And I told you about Mason Rudolph. He'll be back when they come off the bye for the Steelers at quarterback. I'm just looking at some of these other ones. Uh, Colts, Malik Hooker, knee injury. Uh, That's a problem. Uh, Kenny Moore knee all they didn't practice uh, Wednesday and then I'm just looking for other ones here uh, b- 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 we saw that game tonight I told you about uh, Terrell Williams Cowboys Cooper's got the quad Ty- uh Tyron Smith and ankle Collins and knee uh, cornerbacks uh, Byron Jones and Anthony Brown hammies I mean the Cowboys sound all kinds of banged up going into that Eagles game They're getting healthier at corner. Uh, Jalen Mills' foot and Ronald Darby Hammy returned to practice this week and could see action against the Cowboys. And then uh, Trubisky appears to be on track for a return from uh, the shoulder injury and start against the Saints. I told you the Packers signed veteran Ryan Grant with their top three receivers all sideline Adams, toe, Allison, concussion, scantling, uh, ankle, and knee. That's a problem. Uh, by the way, Falcons, uh, Desmond Trufant's lingering toe injury uh, is still a concern. He didn't play last week, and he didn't practice Wednesday. So nothing but problems there. Alvin Kamara, he's got the ankle and knee injuries. He did not practice Wednesday. You get the, uh, the gist of it, right? A defensive tackle, DJ Jones, Niners dealing with a hammy. Uh, he's questionable for Sunday. That doesn't sound good. Todd Gurley, thigh contusion. Malcolm Brown, ankle day-to-day ahead of the game with the Falcons. So there's a a rundown of some of the big injuries heading into uh, week seven of Payne Day NFL action. By the way, former NFL lineman Justin Bannon arrested for attempted murder. Used to play for the Bills, Ravens, Broncos, Rams, and Lions. The 40-year-old played 12 years in the NFL. Charge of suspicion of attempted first-degree murder. Was arrested on a number of charges including first-degree burglary after he uh, the shooting of a woman. Uh, the woman was shot and transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and he's in uh, jail. Things are not going well for him. He will not be getting an XFL deal either, it looks like. Everyone else is getting one, though. Carver High and I got signed today by the New York team. We're going to be playing. I'm the punter because I don't want to injure my uh, shooting hand for basketball. I don't want to get involved in all the... You know, injuries that happen up in the trenches. Carver High is going to be a tackle. He's very, he's going to be like a Richie incognito. He's going to be violent up front, protecting his quarterback, Josh Allen.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Yankees hitless in their last fourteen at bats with runners in scoring position since game two. They got their ass beat again by the Astros. And uh teams uh trailing three one in best of seven series postseason history. Uh thirteen and seventy three. I mean, that's crazy. Teams in the L C S seven and thirty three. And the Yankees are one and two in those situations, but they're they're screwed. They're screwed. And you know what? The Astros are six and one in their last seven playoff games with the Yankees. They own them. They own the Yankees. The Yankees are their B. That's all there is to it. Who's your daddy? It's all coming back to haunt you, right? That's what it is. Who's your daddy? Houston's their daddy. They own them. Congratulations to the Astros. They're on their way to the World Series. I will keel over and die if the Yankees win this. I'll I'll keel over tomorrow if they win. I mean, I don't have any faith in them to do anything. I mean, if they score three runs, I'll fall over. So here's the latest on the Mets or uh, the situation with the Mets and Phillies, right? So you keep hearing that the Mets want Girardi, right? But the Phillies are giving him a second interview, And they've also got it. It's down to Girardi, Dusty, Baker, or Buck Showalter, right? So of those three guys, I mean, you can't tell me. uh, Carver Hyde, wouldn't you take Girardi if you're the Phillies? And then some, uh, I mean, honestly, Dusty Baker would be the oldest manager in the game at 70. And uh, I think Buck Showalter's, uh, I know he's interviewing for all these jobs and everything like that. I got to think he's toast, too. I think Girardi's the choice. If I'm the Phillies, I just give him the job and beat the Mets to it. Because if not, the Mets are going to hire him.
1: Girardi's the the best guy available. There's no question about that. The Mets are the ones who are going to screw this up. They should have had Girardi as their manager a week ago.
0: And what were they? What it's are just, they thinking? They
1: they they're, they're messing they're around. They're Eduardo here.
0: Perez and this guy Prado.
1: Whatever they're doing, they're doing. But they're while they're doing it, they're going to watch Joe Girardi walk to Philadelphia. So
0: and how about this one? The Padres are giving Ron Washington a second interview. Jesus, what is next? The ice cream man?
1: I mean, honestly. I, mean, I, I
0: don't know. You, I wonder why, you wonder why they suck. Why they I mean, honestly. What are you doing? I, I, now, did I not offer my services to the Padres? I said I'd be the manager of the Padres. I'd move to San Diego. No problem. I can win more games than Andy Green drunk. I'm serious. Yeah, and I can eat more I can eat more fish tacos than anyone. I just wanted to say that in case they were thinking about giving me an opportunity to be the manager of the Padres. I'm also in the running for the Pirates managerial job, which pays very little. Scott Brocious to take the USA baseball manager's gig since Joe Girardi walked out on the kids, screwed him over. So he called up his buddy Brocious and said, hey, you remember when I got you a ring? Here, come manage the USA baseball team. Uh, in honor of my Pirates, I have two things to remember here. We're going back fleeting memories. On this day in 1971, Steve Blass tossed a complete game, allowing just four hits and one run. In Game 7 of the World Series, the Pirates defeated the Orioles. And 40 years ago today, reliever Kent Tekulve. Got the save as we are family. The Pirates won the World Series in seven games versus the Orioles on October 17th of 1979. So, game seven of the 71 World Series and game seven of the 79 World Series. Both seven gamers, both in Baltimore. (laughs) And the Pirates won both of them on this same day. How crazy is that? Both game sevens, same day, 71, 79, same day as today. That's crazy, right? And the same, in the same stadium. Ohio State starting uh, left tackle, a game time decision. His backup already ruled out against Northwestern tomorrow night. Thayer Munford, Munford and Sons suffered uh, what appeared to be an ankle injury during their win over Michigan State, finished out the game. Uh, They got an eye on him for tomorrow. Five-star Georgia defensive tackle expected back real soon after wrist surgery. Kirby Smart said that uh, Trayvon Walker suffered a broken left wrist and underwent surgery. The touted defensive lineman was seen on the field prior to their loss to South Carolina with his arm in a sling. They're saying he'll be back real soon. Yeah, sure he will. He just had wrist surgery. What's he going to play, this week, next week? you are imagining things. Oh Jesus, Nicosi Perry to get his second straight start at quarterback for Miami. Oh my God, Have't we been down this road before? Clemson defensive end Xavier Thomas may not be available for the Louisville game. It won't even matter. They could play with just uh, Trevor Lawrence by himself and win the game, right? Dabo Swinney revealed that Thomas got banged up at practice in the days leading up to the game with the Cardinals. As a result, he's been placed in concussion protocol. Quarterback Brian Maurer, a game-time decision for Tennessee against Alabama. I think that's his name. I know the kid, uh, Jarrett uh, Guarantano. He played at uh, Bergen Catholic, I believe, in uh, New Jersey, and ended up the starting quarterback down at Tennessee where he never wins. Hey, at least you're the starting quarterback of Tennessee, right? You're probably getting a little leg out of it. Check out a wide receiver son of Jerry Rice commits to Colorado over Michigan, Oregon, and Arizona State. That's crazy, right? There you go. Six two two oh four is a three star twenty twenty prospect, rated the number seventy receiver in the country. Gets a lot of attention though because of his old man.
1: So they love the coach there. Your boy, we were talking about him last week when they were getting uh, bent over by Oregon on Friday night. Mel Tucker.
0: Oh, they love Mel.
1: They love Mel, they said.
0: Great recruiter.
1: (laughs) Well, clearly, great recruiter. He got the GOAT son in there, so.
0: Wake quarterback Jamie Newman's status for week eight to be determined. He was out of the week seven loss to Louisville on an uh, on-site x-ray as well as other testing showed no significant structural damage to the joint. He's had a, a left non-throwing shoulder injury. Listen, if your non-throwing shoulder hurts, go play. What's the problem? You got a little soreness? I got that every day. Bradley Beal has agreed to extend his deal for two years on a $72 million uh, contract extension. Now he's making four years, 130000000 million. They're saying his next contract is going to be worth $500 billion. How does the uh, Beal-Wall duo compare in salary for 21-22? Harden-Westbrook at $88.5 million. Then Curry-Thompson, $84 wall Wall-Beal, $79 kyrie Kyrie-KD, 77000000 million. Dame-Lillard and McCollum, $75 million. The Lakers have exercised their team option on Kyle Kuzma for the 2021 season, which is next year. So they love Kuzma. They're not getting rid of him for any reason, uh, allegedly. Zion Williamson is listed as out Friday with right knee soreness for the team's final preseason game. Go figure, against the Knicks. We could have watched him play the Knicks, and now he's going to sit on the bench. The average ticket price for a Pelicans away game is $131, up 108% versus their average road ticket last year, which was $63 and change. The Pelicans are currently the sixth most popular road team in the NBA behind the Lakers-Clippers-Clippers. Warriors, Rockets, and believe it or not, the Nets. Buddy Heald has called out the Sacramento Kings, speaking openly about his ongoing contract negotiations. He has said that he's insulted by their offer and that he will leave and play for another team unless they give him what he wants. Imagine that, another pro athlete threatening the team that he'll leave and won't play any games for them. Have at it there. Buddy, the Maple Leafs announced that John Tavares suffered a broken finger late in a game the other night against the Capitals. He'll be out of the lineup for at least two weeks, at which time he'll be reassessed by the team's medical staff. He'll sleep in his childhood bed until then to try to recover quicker. Golden Knights' Valentin Zykov suspended 20 games for PEDs guess the guy in Vegas is rocking the juice. Seattle's NHL team releases their initial club ticket prices. The team says club seats will cost between $285 and $355 based on a 44-game season ticket package. The club seats will be on three, five, or seven-year terms. What? You got to buy three, five, or seven-year packages? (laughs) What a deal. You don't re-up every year? If the team sucks, the team will have 2,600 club seats in its new arena. Fans who left deposits will begin selecting seats soon. Aside from club seats, the team said 80% of the suites in the arena have already been sold. They're playing at the old Key Arena, which is being renovated. It's like uh, the Nassau Coliseum. They put foil over it, like the Jiffy Pop bag.
1: Yeah, it makes it look nicer on the outside.
0: It looks fantastic. Tonight, you had a showdown with Jack Hughes and Capo Kako, who uh, lost to Hughes. The Devils finally won their first game. there have been some great top draft pick matchups over the years. Patrick Laney and uh, Austin Matthews a couple years ago. Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. John Tavares and Victor Hedman. Everyone could barely leave their house for that one. Ovechkin and Malkin. Thornton and Marlowe alexander uh Daigle, remember him wasn't that his name alexander Digg dig and then uh chris pronger remember him and then uh les magnifique and kirk muller uh mario was just a little bit better than kirk muller just just a tad better and then roger federer says he will pursue the elusive olympic gold medal in tokyo he'll turn 40 in 2021 He wants to play once more in the Olympics. He confirmed this week. I've been thinking about it for weeks now. Do you think Roger Federer can win a gold medal in Tokyo at the age of 40? That'll be interesting. I wonder if he'll uh, do the Olympics in 2028 in Los Angeles. He'd be like 47 then. What do you think? Roger going to keep playing until he's 50?
1: That gold medal.
0: I saw Coco Graf won a tournament uh, last weekend. Good for her. I know how much you love tennis, Garber. I you, always checking up on the, especially
1: uh, in a uh, busy month like October. Yeah. I love to see what's going on. I, you're, uh, always the, you're always looking you
0: for You're always looking for those.
1: Baseball playoffs, NFL, college football, NHL's back. Um, I try to squeeze in that uh, Coco Graf update. What's going Here's on? Here's Ryan here? Leaf
0: on ESPN doing TV. Not bad after breaking into people's houses and stealing their uh, in
1: Took him 20 years, but he's hit the mountaintop here. Look at him. I mean, he looks
0: fantastic and sober, and, like, he's gained a bunch of weight. Remember when he looked all— he looked like all, John McCarthy. He was, like, disheveled and, and skinny and freaked out. You remember his mug shots? He's doing great now. Good for him. Way to go, dude. Way to go, Ryan. What a comeback story. Ryan Leaf from hell to— Bristol, Connecticut. He went straight from hell, and now he's risen up from the ashes, and he's on television on ESPN. Then again, who isn't? All right. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the show, podcast after the show. We put it out right after the show on Twitter, at Scott Ferrell, at On The Bench, CBS, and on Facebook.com slash On The Bench. Also, you can listen to the show all four hours without interruption, no preemptions, no play-by-play, no sports. We'll get in the way of Ferrell On The Bench. If you listen on the CBS Sports app, Radio.com, SiriusXM app, or even Ask Alexa. That all works. For Carver High and Mafia, I'm Pharrell. See you tomorrow night at 10. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.